Alright guys, what up and welcome to episode 37 of the Brave Birds Pod. Um, we decided to take a break last week. As y'all know that <laughs> we didn't episode didn't come out. So we have a lot to catch up on. Um, let's get started with the Braves. Hey, we, we have a two we have two series ones wins this year so far. Finally came out of our slump. Um, we're 14 for 16 in the uh, second in the NL East. We beat the Cubs, lost to the Tigers. Then we came and split with uh, the Mets. So it was a 2-2 win or 2-2 uh, series, which was nice. And then we just beat the Brewers in a series 2-1. Yeah, good job, Zig. I am very impressed with how they played. Max Fried is an animal. He did super well. Um, Charlie Morton actually did well. I was very, very proud of that. Yeah, he, he's done well. He dropped that, got that his ERA below six too, which I think is important for him. Yes. And he's, now, after yesterday, he's over 20 strikeouts, which I'm sure feels good. Yep, he's out uh, 23. Yeah, he's at 23. But the only thing that's hurting him is there's 17 base on balls. Dude, he hits so many players on their back toe. Yeah. But, uh... It's that hook. His pitch has that deep hook to it. Yes, yes. But he pitched for five innings, which was his longest outing, I think, this year. I want to say. Um, Two hits, five strikeouts, three three walks. But, hey, he did great. No earned runs, so he got out of all the trouble he had. Um, yeah, I was at the game yesterday. He play, he pitched really, really well. Yes, yes, it was a great game. Freaking Contreras oh, yeah, you with there, that home, you were there run, too. home run. <laughs> yeah, you were there too. Yep, Duvall's home run was about probably like a section down from me. It was. That's amazing. We had some foul balls come up near us. Yeah. Did you use your season tickets with your mom? It was just you and her. Yeah, of course. We have every home Sunday game, so. Oh, okay. Oh, so you going to the eleven thirty-five game next week? Or this uh, week? That's... Maybe. Say so that's an early game for some reason. Yeah. Otherwise, Max Fried, when we won uh, three to two, he pitched seven innings, four hits, one run, eight strikeouts. Which pushes him up to 30, uh, 37 or 35 strikeouts total. And he only has two walks to match those 35 strikeouts, which is so big. But the pitcher everyone's talking about is Kyle Wright. He pitched against the... Sadly, his last outing was, in, was a loss to the Mets. But he did really well. He only let three runs up. Our office just couldn't do anything, which pushed his ERA up to 1.74. And he has 30, uh, 31 innings pitched out of 37 strikeouts. So he's averaging over one strikeout per inning. But he does have seven walks. Freed and Wright are freaking killing it. Morton and Anderson, the last game outings y'all had, y'all need to keep those. Those were some great outings. Anderson put me on the edge of my seat when he when he was in though. Who did? Anderson, Ian. Oh yeah, yeah. He hasn't done poor though. 
No, he hasn't done Not terrible in a while. Yeah, he hasn't done. He hasn't really done bad. The only bad thing about it is that he has 15 walks to his 18 strikeouts, but he doesn't strike many out. Yeah. He makes them mainly hit ground balls. Yeah, but still, hopefully he can get control of that of his yeah. control. But in the bullpen, Strider is just killing it. I am, I am interested to see if they're going to try and make him a starter. He's had 16.2 innings pitched, 24 strikeouts. He had eight in four innings the other day. Nine walks, four four earned runs, has a 2.16 ERA. Hopefully he can come back. Matic, oh, I don't, I, I, I want to know what happened to him. He was on the night shift doing so well, and now he kind of got, is slowly getting demoted. I think that a lot of it, it just comes with rhythm, and you can't expect pitchers to be on it for, you know, the 100-plus game season. They're not going to be there every single time. Like, I, I mean, but that's just my same narrative that I've been saying. I'm not going to worry until June, maybe even July. Yeah, same. Um, Some other stats I want to talk about, because Ozuna is playing terrible. He's, like, seven for, like, was it seven for 70, like, six or something? Or it was 11, 11 hits for 76 at-bats. Like, it's insane of how fallen off he's gotten. Who, Ozuna? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still above 200, so... Which is surprising. Not, ter- not terrible, but... Yeah. But He's gotten walked six he times. He doesn't strike out a whole lot, either. No, not necessarily. He's making contact, and a lot of times he's hitting the ball deep, and they're just catching it at the wall. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's he's very... Uh, he has a tendency to be, like, just home run or bust which is why he has four already. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and a lot of his hits are deep, which is good. But I mean, he still has 25 hits. It's not like he's like sitting way down at the bottom. Yeah. He's still on the upper half of, you know, of our starters in as far as hits go. Mm-hmm. But Acuna is back and he's already making an impact. He already has four stolen bases. The next on our team has three. Uh, Albies and Swanson. I think we just decided to start stealing because Acuna's back. We didn't steal like any until Acuna came back to us. I think he just brings he brings that like extra thought that you have to have because his ability to steal it puts that thought in a in a opposing pitcher's mind of like okay I always have to know where this guy is. And there's a lot of times where he'll, where guys will like try to throw him out, try to throw him out, try to throw him out at first or whatever. And then, you know, he picks when to steal really well against catchers that don't have that consistency to hit it to second base. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it then pushes players ahead. Like yesterday, he stole, and because Swanson was already on second with a huge leadoff, he was able to make it to third as well. Because that catcher just could not hit an accurate ball right at the plate. Mm. But also, outside of Acuna, we really only have Swanson and Albies that can steal. None of our other players are that quick. True. Yeah, Ols- Olsen is slow. Duvall is very slow. Ozuna is slow. Contreras is slow. 
Demerit could steal, probably. Demerit probably could be able to. I feel like he's fast. Did y'all see that diving catch he had the other day? Yes, he's, he's great. Enough. Beautiful. He's certainly fast enough, and he's playing fantastic. Dude, he's playing so well. I think we found our third, hopefully our third outfielder. Because, I mean, he has a two, he is, he's only been at bat, I think, like, 30-something times, or, like, he has 15 games or so, if that. And he has a two sixty eight batting average, along with two home yeah. runs and three RBIs. Like he, yeah, I'm not complaining. He ain't bad. I'm not complaining. And he's got he's shown that he's had some pretty good defense so far. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that we've needed, especially on that side. Uh, and, and he can actually play either outer side, either outer outfield, and it's fantastic. Yep. So I assume that he has earned this starting position over Heredia because he can actually hit the ball until uh, Eddie gets back. But another one, Duvall, just I don't know what's up with him. He has a 192 batting average, two home runs, 38 strikeouts. Ugh. Hopefully yeah, but I mean, if we've only got one person really to worry about and we have guys coming back, like I'm not... I'm not going to panic. True, especially with Swanson, how he's been playing lately. He used yeah, to isn't he? Is isn't so he bad. like? Isn't he? He's he's over three hundred. Uh, at least prior to yesterday, he was over three hundred in the last fifteen games. Yeah, in the last fifteen games, he was like three fifteen. And so that button, so he fought, got his uh, batting average up to two forty two because before that it was like a one point two or something like that. It was bad, but he finally decided to get hot. Has uh, two home runs. Yeah, doing well. Olsen, like, Olsen's in a weird situation because he's getting walked so much, he can't get into rhythm. I know, right? He has 20 freaking walks, and our next person that has anywhere close to it is 13 with Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, his on-base percentage, his OPS are both super high, so, like, it's not like he's struggling. He's just not getting a chance to really swing at the ball a ton. Yeah. But when he is, like, he has... 12 doubles he's three home runs and 12 doubles dude Crazy. he hits the ball <laughs> he hits the ball yeah i mean once he is back into that you know early season form like he was the first two weeks uh, you we're gonna ha- they're gonna have to repaint uh the chop house about once a month yeah <laughs> so what do y'all think about darno being our best hitter I like it, but then it also stresses me out because he's not on the field every game. True. Though, I will say Contreras has done fantastic. Dude, Contreras did great the other day. He's had, yeah. he's had like uh, 15 at-bats and th- uh, three home runs. Yeah. yeah. I'm six, not worried about our catchers at, at all. <laughs> so, yeah, like regardless of who's on, who's, you know, behind the plate, I'm. they're both fine at defense. Darno is probably a better pitch caller. But mm. Contreras, yeah, I mean, Contreras is showing a, is showing that he can be the secondary. Yeah, and they're they're from. doing fine, and it makes it better because now we know we have depth at that position. Whereas last year we played, we had what like eight players play like, catcher prior yeah. to the All Star break. Yep, but he's definitely coming so, in. Geez. Yeah, very Get, pleased there. Learning behind Darno too, which who's an amazing um pitch caller uh, according to freed that i think we'll oh be yeah able... didn't he call every almost every pitch like 98 percent of the pitches in the world series yep yes 
I remember. And right. there were some masterful games in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. How about freaking um Darno is now one of the top catchers to throw people out at second on steals to catch people stealing. I did not expect that, but somebody said it uh said it on the radio earlier today that he's like one of the t- he's like top 3 in the um catching people stealing. Cuz he got two in the other the game the other day with a strikeout throw out. That was nasty. Top 3 and he ain't number 3. <laughs> yeah, he's doing great. But yeah. So that's all the stats really had to point out. Um I'll just go ahead and move on to the rest of the MLB. So we got Yankees leading the uh, AL East. They're twenty and eight. Gross. Yeah, I know, right? And then followed by Tampa. It's okay. Bay. We'll get to a fun part in a second. <laughs> Toronto, Baltimore, Boston. Boston. We have our next series with starting when uh, we got Tuesday and Wednesday against them. We're, we got Boston. They're ten and nineteen. If we don't sweep them, I'm a cry. Kyle Wright. Ooh, Kyle Wright is pitching. Oh, I can't wait for that game then. I love Kyle Ray. I'm I'm on his hype train right now. And then Ian will be play uh pitching against the second game. Let's move on to the central. Twins are in the lead there. Eighteen and eleven. And the rest of the division isn't too good. Only one team above five hundred and one tied at it. The White Sox. They do not look like the team they were last year. You got Kansas City and then Detroit. Yeah, that's surprising to me. I, I really thought, especially after their some of their offseason movements, I really thought that the White Sox would kind of dominate that. I mean, the Twins are good, but Dude. I really thought that they would dominate that. Cleveland is, you know, they're either scoring 21, 20 runs or they're giving up 20 runs. So it's <laughs> really hard to tell what's going on there. And then Detroit and Kansas City are terrible. Yep. <laughs> um, you know what's hype train? The Angels, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, they are leading the West the nineteen to eleven. Have one ge- or half a game over the the cheaters. Ha, suck it, Astros. <laughs> so let's go, Angels. Hopefully, you can stay up there. Mariners aren't. They're doing like we are. They aren't as hot as they were. Ended the season last year, but they aren't terrible. But. Like the A's and their 2,000 average attendance. Man, that is embarrassing. I'm sorry, Pache. How, how, yeah, I know, right? How is the athletics attendance lower than the uh, Cincinnati, the Reds attendance? When the Reds are 5 and 23. Um, the Reds Reds. did make the playoffs last year. And so they're still getting, right, right now, they're still living off. All the people that bought tickets early. Oh yeah, all the season um, ticket holders. And it's season ticket holders. And Cincinnati is not a huge market, but there it's a decently sized city. Okay. So you get a good amount of people. Plus, the stadium's right on the river, oh, and it's nice. right next. To the, they have they have a, a similar location, kind of, kind of like how we have the battery. They have a place between their two stadiums because the Bengals stadium and the red stadium are like right next to each other. Oh, and it's that's called, so cool. It's called the banks. And so it's like a strip of bars and restaurants and stuff. Oh, um, so a lot awesome. of, people, a lot of people go down there for that. And the chick- tickets are cheap because it's Cincinnati, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. Especially early in the summer when it's at, when the sun's actually out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you're right on the river and the stadiums are right next to each other. It's really cool. 
And also, if you lived in California and you had the option of the Angels, who have some insane players, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, and the Athletics, most people are not going to choose the Athletics. Very true. Very true. Yeah, especially with how <laughs> close San Francisco is to or- to Oakland. Yeah. Like, I'd much rather go watch the Giants. Yep. And then uh, we'll move on to the East. Actually, yeah, we'll move on to the NL East. Um, Mets. Hey, that's us. Mets are actually, like, showing that they're relevant. It's they'll, early in the season. It won't last. They'll choke. <laughs> yeah, they'll choke. Don't yeah, they're going to celebrate way too soon. Like, yeah. games like they did soon. last year. Just like they did last year. Yep. Yay, we're going to win. We're going to win the NL East. Bye! And then don't make the playoffs. Doesn't even make the playoffs. Let's hope that, let's hope that they keep it that way. Then we got us, 14 and 16. I think oh, we're, we're on we're, we're on the upcoming rise right now. We're actually like hitting the ball and stuff. We because of the Brewers and go, tying the Mets series. That's the first series that the Mets have not won outright. Nice. So that gives me hope that we are getting back into our rhythm. Uh, then you got Miami. Miami's a dark horse right now. <gasps> Thirteen Marlins? and fifteen. Yeah. Yes. Mitchell, we're playing the Marlins. <laughs> But yeah, freaking um, who is stealing all the spotlight? Ch- uh, Chisholm, Chisholm Junior. Yeah, yeah he is stealing all the spotlight right now. Um, then you got the scrub ass Phillies sitting twelve and sixteen. I love to see it. And then you got the Nationals ten and twenty, all the way at the bottom. I'm sorry, uh, Soto. Juan Soto, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, he'll do the same thing that Bryce Harper did, and the second it comes up to a contract year, he's going to leave them. Yeah, more than likely. Especially since they freaking traded Scherzer last year. Like, I don't see the point of why they did that, and they haven't done anything, but I guess they probably have him, what, Soto for another two or three years? That sounds right to me. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, Then we'll move on to the NL West. Uh, Freddie Freeman and the Betrayer. The Dodgers are nineteen and seven. Yeah, but they lost to the Pirates today, so I mean. Oh, they know, did. A. Yeah, everything's <laughs> perfect over there. Good. They got San Diego. So this is the only, um, between for Dodgers, San Diego, um, Colorado, San Francisco, Arizona. They're the only um, division that doesn't have anybody below 500. I mean, it was the same thing last year. They had San Diego, San Francisco, and the Dodgers all just having insane seasons. And the other two teams weren't bad, but like that is a stacked division. Yeah. And Will, your Rockies above San Francisco. Yeah, they're playing them right now. Oh, they are? Oh. Yeah, the series just started, so... Um, I mean, we we were off to a good start beating the Dodgers to begin the season. Uh huh. So let's just you know, I mean, it, it would be it would be really fun if we could keep the momentum going. The Giants are the team I think is going to win the division again, which is kind of sad. I mean, like imagine you're the Giants last year and you win a hundred plus games just to have to play at Los Angeles again. I would be, I would be livid 
if I if I, if that was the reward for winning 100 plus games and then playing the Dodgers in the first round. But really, that entire NL West division, anybody can win it besides the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I, I well, mm. I think I really think that this year, especially because of the way that the season played out, and especially the off season played out with the lockout and everything and the short spring training, I really think that this trade deadline will be crazy I, I think this trade deadline will be nuts and i think that there's going to be a lot of teams like that that are sitting at the right at, especially with the braves last year that'll actually be playing they, they won't be selling players um for you know for draft stock they'll be actually like going for the playoffs and i think that's a great thing i i really think that what the braves did last year is going to motivate teams to actually compete for playoffs, so we won't see a fifteen like a one game at above or one game below five hundred Arizona team, then just sell half of their roster to you know to get picks for the next two years. Like I'd I'd much rather see an Arizona team compete with Colorado and San Francisco to maybe get into a wild card. Like I, I just I think that's much better for baseball, and I'm really glad mm-hmm. that my team, the Braves, kind of set that precedent. So now you'll see a team that might be you know six, seven games below 500, but if they feel like they've got the roster, yeah, by all means, go for it. It'll motivate good GMs, and it'll motivate programs to pick good GMs. Mm-hmm. It's also going to make it a lot harder for teams to do if there's less teams selling. Exactly. But I, I think mean, it makes it more competitive. Crazy. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'd much rather have a competitive baseball. And when you have more teams being competitive, that's what's going to bring the numbers back. Like if baseball wants to actually fix the problem, this attendance problem that they're dealing with, they need to make the games more competitive. It's not fun when you have, unfortunately, a Reds team that's going, you know, five and 20. That's not fun for anybody. But if you have somebody like, if you have like a bunch of teams around 500 that are all actually fighting for a wild card spot, that's going to be fantastic. Makes the games mean something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people want to go to games that mean something. It's hard for people to get invested when you have like over 180 games when they're like, ah, I'll just go later in the season. You know? There's a lot of people right now who are like, oh, it's early season. Like we're saying about the Mets having it. It's early season. But uh, then we got the. Central Milwaukee, who we just beat, nineteen to ten. They're nineteen and ten, followed by St. Louis at sixteen and twelve, and Pittsburgh Cubs and Cincinnati are all under five hundred. So, I had a question in that last rant you had. Who do you think is going to be sellers by the trade deadline? The way too early seller predictions. Yeah, because I'm going to say Cincinnati for how bad they're playing. But who do they have that's worth selling? They're not going to trade Votto the one good the player they have. Not, no, they're, they're not going to trade him. <laughs> no, the one they good player pitchers. they have, that city would revolt if they traded him. Yeah, they have pitchers. They have pitchers True. that they could sell. They have uh, I guess. I mean, Nationals, I could see the Cubs. Yeah. But the Cubs yeah. traded hard last year, too, or they sold yeah. hard last year. Yeah. Maybe well, the, the Cubs Pirates. are second, yeah. right? The Nats have a lot of people that they could give for value, that they could get legit value for. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would trade Soto? 
I don't no. think the Nats would trade Soto. I think that's the like one year, person no. they won't touch, and they, they showed would. it last year. Yep. I think that there's a lot of players on that roster that are good, or at least could be good pieces for a team. So like if, if so, you look at who we grabbed last year, there was nobody that was a super standout, but we grabbed three or four guys that really fit into the perfect spot. Okay, so so I'll say I'll say that, in, like I said, it's way too early. Depending on how May goes well may and june the phillies might be because if they don't have a really good month and a half like i'm talking they can only have about two bad weeks um and they just split four and six and that's not really a bad week that's just subpar i'm talking three and seven or two and eight over you know twice if they have if they have that in their last 10 over the next two months, I'd say that they're going to fire their manager and they might sell some extra pieces because they just signed such massive contracts. And so they're trying to get closer to that break even with Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos still on the payroll. Um, and another one is, oh God. Like, this is the other thing. It's way too early to tell, but another one might be the Red Sox. They're in last place in the AL East. They are like the Yankees. I don't see them ever trading or selling just because they have so much pride as a baseball team. Like, they're not Maybe not. That. Maybe not, but that's the reason. That maybe you get to the point where it's way too early. The, the Orioles have two wins over them. Yeah, that's you know, You know what's funny to me? And it's bringing me way too much joy than it should. Boston's 10 and 19. Yes! <laughs> Dude, yes! They're 2 and 8. And their last... 10. And so that's what I'm saying is like the Red Sox. The Red Sox suck. It's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, another one might maybe the Guardians because they're only 14 and 14 right now, and they just had a heater now they're like seven and three in their last ten. But if they don't feel like they have a really good shot at breaking through to the two or one spot to the AL Central, then you might see them start selling. Um it just depends, though. I know we already talked about the White Sox, but it depends on what White Sox team we see there in the summer. You know, if it's reminiscent of the White Sox team we saw last year and they do keep that stride and stay with it, then, yeah, I'd say that the Guardians don't have a good chance at passing them in the AL Central. But, yeah, I'm very interested to see this year of who's yeah. going to be the sellers and buyers. But, yeah, we got a long way before that happens. Um, also, I got news on Soroka today. That he is, he's thrown off the mound right now. Projected after the All-Star break before he could possibly be back. I'll take that. But, yeah, that's all. But he is pitching off the mound. He's going to go be going down to Florida to face live batters. That's really cool that he's finally going to be pitching against people. But that's all I got on MLB and Braves. Starting to heat up. It's May. So, let's move on to NBA. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go to basketball. So, the East second round is heating up. You got the Heat 2 against the 76ers 2. They both are, well, sorry, two wins. They're both, they're even through four. So, they had, I think they head back to the Heat for game uh, five. Then you got Boston versus the Bucks. Boston, our Bucks are two games up. To Boston's one. So, 
that's honestly crazy. I didn't think the, I thought the Boston would be a little better, even though they are playing right now. And Tatum had apparently a nasty uh, they, basket. No, they just they just tied it up. It's two to two now, so it's coming back to Boston oh, for game five. There yeah, we go. Actually... <laughs> All right. What? So two two. Al, Al Horford put the team on his back. He, he did five threes. But let's move on to the West second round. Suns are up, or Suns and Mavs are even. Two to two going to game five. And then Grizzlies won against Golden State's two games. And they play at nine thirty tonight. Or sorry. Yeah, the, the game's on right now. The game's right on now. right now. Yeah. Grizzlies are up by four. But it's still yeah, the first quarter. The first quarter. But I think Golden yeah. State honestly will probably take that. I think Golden State one. Golden State, for me, is definitely a more complete team. I think the Grizzlies, obviously, you have a fantastic player in John Morant. Um, and they have some pieces. I just don't think that they're able to compete with everything that Golden State is. Like, there's a reason there's a reason that Golden State has won and had as much success as they have. I, I think for the Suns-Mavs, I, I, I'm really impressed with the Mavericks. I mean, the Suns should be the best team in the West if you look at the regular season, but the Mavs have really showed up in the playoffs, and Luka has showed up in the playoffs. Um, The East is wide open for me. I could literally see all four of those teams making it to the final. I think if the Sixers do, it's kind of a hoax, and they don't deserve it, but I could see them getting there because they have the talent. I think Boston is a better all-around team than the Bucs, but the Bucs have one of the best players in the world. And Giannis, so I'm and Middleton's fantastic, and Grayson Allen's really good. So they don't have any slouches on that team. I just think Boston is a better all-around team with Tatum and Brown and all those guys. The Heat, the Heat should win against the 76ers, but you know, can you keep Embiid and Harden from each having 30 points? That's the that's the tough part. I don't I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I don't know how you stop them from... Well, so... On paper, you're right. The Suns should be the best team. But with Chris Paul fouling out yesterday with eight or nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, then that's just not going to help at all. And the Mavs are a good enough team that they're going to take advantage of that and win the game. And you're also right for the Heat 76ers. The, the Heat are... like They're the most slept-on number one seed coming out of the East and as far as I can remember. So, I mean, like, they they should be able to beat Joel Embiid and James Harden. I watched the game yesterday on the plane, and James Harden just went. He, I mean, he was lights out in the fourth quarter. I think he had three threes in a matter of, like, six minutes by himself on top of all the other plays. So, I don't know. You've got a masked-up uh, Joel Embiid, but they're, they're – I mean, yeah. Like, it just depends. I think Jimmy Butler and – um, Tyler Hero and Bam will turn it on when they get back to Miami. That that, that like <laughs> already that series is a coin flip and it really shouldn't be. I know it's frustrating. It's so frustrating because I don't want like the 76ers should not be that good. They've got Tyrese Maxey showing up like every three games, and then besides that, they have Joel Embiid and James Harden running court. Yeah, and I think I think fortunately for James Harden. Uh, 
he, the lack of defense that he plays, Joel Embiid makes up for three of him. So it's kind of a th- – that's a perfect balance for those two. Because where Embiid doesn't shine from certain shooting spots, Harden can shoot from everywhere. And on a defensive front, Embiid is basically three people. So it, it balances out. Yeah, so I'm excited to see how these finish out. Um, but do y'all want to talk about the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah, I'm happy to give a, a decent little update on them. Um, the Washington Capitals um, are now, as of today, tied uh, 2-2 in the series with the Florida Panthers. The Florida, Florida had a fantastic season. Um, I'm a little bit partial to the Caps um, with Alex being from Virginia. And so uh, you uh, growing up being a fan of Washington sports teams, um, the stars, the Dallas stars are now ahead of the flames. Two to Dude, one pulling off the comeback. Oh yeah. Like, in that series, but up, up two to one and really showing up because the flames from an offensive standpoint are one of the best teams. Yeah. Uh, the avalanche, congratulations, Will Barnes, your avalanche are three Oh, and should I'm saying should, mm-hmm. uh, clench the series tonight against the Preds. The Preds are good, but I just don't think they're as complete as the Avalanche. I think, in my opinion, the Avalanche are probably one of the most sound teams top to bottom. Yeah, I think they've been the favorites to win since, um, since November, December time frame. Like, I think they've been the, the clear and ahead favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Now, granted, you get the playoffs and it's anybody's game, but you're right. Like, this is the best team, uh, and they're playing like it against the Predators, so they should they should close this out, but I won't count my chickens before they hatch. Going back to the Flames already, the Canadian teams are just so, I mean, they are, like, offensive heavy. They're power-hungry, and they're so darn good, but like that that's what I was kind of hinting at. This is a Cinderella story. I did not think for a second that the Stars were ever going to be in this series, and Dallas is showing up. They've brought it back. Um, they split with <clears throat> with Calgary, in Canada and then brought it back. It's they're up two to one and they're playing right now to, to see who will either the series will tie it up or they'll take a three to one lead. And then the Maple Leafs are they're They're a very good team, but they are cursed. They always have, I can't even, I, I think it's been decades long have been knocked from the first round of the playoffs um, whenever they have made it. And the Tampa Bay lightning, which is my cousin Mitchell's team is easily uh, the second best team. And could go for a three P. But like I said, it's it's the playoffs, so anything can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado um falls miraculously. Like maybe the stars team picks up enough momentum and gives them a run for their money, beats them in a ser- in a in a series of seven. I wouldn't be surprised though either if Tampa Bay goes and wins it all or loses in the next round. Like like <laughs> that's why the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best playoffs, because anything can happen. Yeah, it, it should be March Madness. What do you say? Better than March Madness? Um, I think it's got more deeply rooted fans. Whereas like March Madness, you kind of find out for certain about a week or two ahead of time whether you're gonna be in or not. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And so like, yeah, there's a you know, for that part of the year, there's a uh there's a bunch of buzz around March Madness. But 
I, you know, if you're asking me which one I prefer, I'm going to say March Madness just because, you know, the Thrashers left and so Atlanta didn't have that hockey presence. And I really didn't start like rooting for a team until um, my cousin moved to Tampa Bay and then until I moved out here to Colorado. But I don't know. I mean, some the hockey fans are crazy. Like they're actually preserved. Yeah. I agree. I, I went to a, an Avalanche game a couple months ago. Just a toss-away game. We're playing the Detroit Red, Red Wings, not uh, one of the teams towards the bottom half. Well, definitely in the bottom half. And my friend and I in town, we got tickets to the game. Like, weeks ahead of time, uh, one of the top rows in the rink, and I think they were 60 or 70 bucks each. I have bought, I don't even know, I think three Rockies tickets now. And they all together have been $50. And to elaborate on this further, I've bought tickets the day of Broncos games and the max they were after fees was 70 bucks. Like talking two hours before kickoff. So the hockey, the hockey fans, like the popularity is there for these good teams. Um, I don't know. Zach, are you a, are you a Pens fan? No, I would be a Bruins fan if I was a hockey fan. Okay, uh, sorry, I'm getting the color schemes mixed up. Do you want to choose your other five teams while you're at it? Ha, ha, ha. But no, yeah, I like Bruins because that's, that's, since we lost Thrashers, my dad became, went to his home roots and was a huge Bruins fan again, so that's who I'm liking. Gotcha. Yeah, moving on, I mean, the Penguins are up 3-1, to one, which, I mean, we kind of assumed that. The Penguins are very good. Mm-hmm. Uh Blues and Wild are also tied 2-2. And the Kings Oilers are tied 2-2. So we have a lot of series that are going to extra games. We'll probably see game 6-7 in a lot of these series, which kind of echoes that, uh, you know, possibly best playoffs argument for the NHL there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never been – I've never been to – an NBA or NHL playoff game. But I have to admit, I, I, like, I have to believe the environment is just crazy for each. But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> for me, it's different just because the Braves hadn't, they hadn't reached that pedestal of, you know, being an elite team for so long. And so I, Artie and I went to um, a World Series game back in Atlanta, I wouldn't trade that for any amount of, of playoff NBA or hockey games. Yeah, that was amazing. It was just, it was an incredible experience. And yeah, I don't know. I, but I think that comes back to the fandom and being rooted. Like the Braves, have, the Braves are the team that's always been there. The Thrashers, you know, they left, became the Winnipeg Jets. The Hawks have been up and down. Um, and so have the Braves, you know, we've been through the different eras, but like for me, that's just the team that, that's always been. And so... It's kind of like we're on the outside, all of us looking in um, to, to these, pan, these fans that are really into hockey. I mean, NHL playoffs is, is crazy. But I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it more. And it's kind of cool that we each like have teams. Rhett, Rhett's kind of the bystander and just doesn't really care. It's, but it's the same with football, right? You have, you have the Falcons, but you're, you, you know just as much as we do that as soon as the Falcons start to hit that midpoint and it's – become pretty clear okay we're not gonna make the playoffs that you're you're just cheering for whatever 
players or whatever teams your fantasy players are on. Yeah, the Bengals. Uh, Saturdays are for Auburn. Sundays and whatever, Monday, Thursday, whatever, is completely for fantasy football since the Falcons are in this state. Like, yeah. I want to see them do well, but at the point when we get two or three games into the season and I know it's going to be a horrible season, you kind of already know that about the season coming up. It's all about fantasy football. Like, I want to see them succeed, but I will watch one of my fantasy players over a Falcons game almost any day just with the state that we're at. Yeah. Um, fan weather. Well, I was, okay, I mean, I was going to say, all the past yeah, few I, years, you cannot say anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, I've got the Falcons and then the Broncos and then I, I have the Cowboys. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny it. I support three teams. I've got the Cowboys. <clears throat> um, and, and then Artie's got the Bengals and the Browns and the Falcons. And then Zach's got the Patriots and the Bills. Not the, the Browns. Patriots not the them. Browns. Take it back. <laughs> okay, Zach, you said fair weather fans. So let me ask you this. Falcons are your number one team, right? Mm-hmm. halfway through the year when like these past few years when the Falcons aren't doing good, if the Falcons game is on and the Bills game is on at the same time, which game are you watching? Both. It, hey, I'll actually flip that I, question. I, I actually know because okay, go I ahead, focus go ahead. more on the Falcons because I always go to the, a Buffalo bar on Sunday to watch the Bills play. And I always have them turn the TV, one TV to the Falcons for me. And I literally sit there and watch them more than I watch the Bills. That sounds depressing. <laughs> yeah, that does sound really sad. But, Red, if you asked me and both both of my teams were on, um, I'm watching the Broncos. I mean, uh, it depends on which team is doing better. If the Broncos went into a regression and the Falcons suddenly oh, like yeah. were going off, I'm sure you would be doing the same for the Falcons, and I would be tuned into the Falcons. But the current state that we're at, yeah, I do not pay attention to the Falcons. Like, I'll watch highlights and stuff like that, but it's mm-hmm. on red zone for fantasy. Yeah, or I'll, like, I'll come home and at my parents' house we'll, we'll – you know, have the game and I'll watch it there. Um, but like, I mean, I, yeah, I've been to some bad Broncos games. Like we went, I went to the Broncos Eagles game and we lost by, I think 30 points <clears throat> last year, but still like, I don't know, man, I, you're right. I think it's, yeah. And it, it's just, it, you, when your team's doing well, it's a lot easier to get behind them. Very true. Because that's how I am with the green Bay. They did really well last year. Oh so my God. So yeah. Yeah, I'm over here naming off the list. I forgot Zach. Yeah, Artie's got the Browns, the Bengals, and the Falcons. I've got the Cowboys, the Falcons, and the Broncos. And Zach's got the Bills, the Falcons, the Packers. I'll take it back, back, Artie. And then Zach's got the Cowboys, the Bills, the Patriots, the Packers, the Falcons, and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Artie just has one, one name and one name only. Joe Burrow. You're welcome. All right. Well, since we're talking about football, how do y'all, uh, what do y'all think of the draft and our, our draft, the Falcons draft? What do y'all think about how, how we drafted? Cause lots Drake of London, Drake London. Great pick. Epichetti. Great pick. Troy Anderson. Great pick. Desmond Ritter. Great pick. Everybody else kind of fills holes. Okay. So I'm very happy with how we did. I think we had one of the top drafts. That being said, I want to hear y'all's opinions on this. If you could have taken any wide receiver at one, would you have taken Drake London? No. Probably not. If you could have taken any quarterback at one, because Kenny Pickett is not even my one, and even though he went in the first round and no other quarterback went to the third, would you be taking Ritter? No, Um, I would take Malik. um, 
I don't, I don't know, know why if we I didn't take be. Malik, but we didn't. Maybe. So Only because me. Arthur Blank was up watching the Notre Dame Cincinnati game and saw Ritter and really liked him. It said it in the phone call. Yeah, and they, he they called said it, it in the phone call. Yeah, the phone call recording mm, okay. in the video. And um, they like the whole underdog mentality of him coming from Cincinnati. And he's a great pick, and he has a lot of promise. Malik does too. I think either of those are okay options. So I don't think we necessarily like went wrong. But if it was in my hands, I would not have taken Drake London like as the first receiver, and I would not have taken Ritter with the other quarterbacks on the board. But I mean, I'm sure they work out. Like they'll be good. Yep. But yeah. there were just other people. When do y'all think Ritter will get to play? Do when think, do I think Toyota uh, will show his age? No, week five. You think he'll start week five? It was like a lot of people were saying he was going to start after about week eleven, somewhere around that time. All depends uh, on how Mariota does. If Mariota comes out and he's really hot, you might not see uh, Ritter start all year. If Mariota comes out and is struggling in the third game, Ritter could be out there in the third game. Yep. But I kind of wish we brought uh, got Wilson. Was it Garrett Wilson? Artie, Ohio State's. Yeah, I, I like I, I like Garrett Wilson. I think that from what I can see, London. Drake London does look like more the guy that we need to fill more spots up and down the field. I think Wilson was probably your best bet from a red zone perspective. Like he's a fantastic red zone receiver. I think London's better overall. But I think London is more of a complete package. He's not anybody that's going to be amazing or blow you away at one specific role, but he can play a lot of different spots, which at this point we just needed bodies Mm -hmm. that can catch. Uh, and guys that can make plays. And I, I think that him being opposite of Kyle Pitts will open up a lot of stuff. And hopefully we'll, we will see whether it's Mariota or it's Desmond Ritter uh, behind center. I think that'll give us more. I think they give us more options as ter- in terms of route running um, in the types of plays that we can run. And I, I personally, I also think London is a slightly better blocker. Um, so if we do get into situations where we are able to run the ball, Especially um, having with CP, yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, if CP is performing and we're able to run the ball or we're able to run RPOs with Mariota or Ritter, um, I, I think that London is better is your better pick from a blocking standpoint as well. True. Now uh, I will say I am a really big fan of drafting a quarterback and a top receiver in the same year, so they can grow together and get used to each other. Because if Ritter is going to be our future which we don't know at this point that's a strong possibility with where we stand at quarterbacks it's great for him to have a star wide receiver to grow with mm-hmm. we're talking about cp right cp london ritter yeah. anyone on the falcons <clears throat> yeah i think them and then maybe kyle pitts too that can make for a, an explosive offense yeah you know, kyle especially. pitts ritter and london are all really young they will Those. grow together and that's right. really good yeah, so if we keep them if we keep them and then we give them a good captain to follow behind, you know, like Young Way Koo, I think we're set. That's all I have to add. Sorry. <laughs> but Rhett, you were saying earlier you wouldn't have picked London as the first pick. Who would you have gone with? Either Wilson or uh was Mechie the one that tore his ACL from Alabama? I get the two Alabama yes, guys mixed yes, up. Yes, Mechie. Uh I think Mechie or is yeah, yeah. Over Jamison Williams? 
Oh, Williams, Williams is the that's one that tore his ACL. So yeah, Williams yeah. is the one I'm talking about. I'm I think mixing Mechie him up. Is the, uh, Williams has Tyreek Hill speed. He's a great wide receiver. I think London will be better, or better in the red zone because, I mean, no matter how much speed you have, there's only so much room when you're working with 10 yards to go. Yeah. But uh, I would have either taken Williams or Wilson. I think London was a strong contention for third, but I also think he'll fit our team really well. And we haven't really seen him at his apex yet, considering he was playing under average quarterbacks. Like they weren't bad quarterbacks, but they were not playing under the caliber quarterbacks that the other receivers we're talking about have had in college. So I'm kind of curious, but it's not necessarily who I would have picked first. Yeah, and Jake London's big. He's 6'4", 219 pounds. Yeah, we him and Pitts, we have people <laughs> that can go up and get the ball. If yep. you need to say, screw it and throw it up, we have those people. Yeah, so I was I was semi-satisfied with the Falcons draft. How do y'all, what do y'all think about Ebikite, Arnold, the edge rusher from Penn State? Hold on. Oh, yeah, let's look up how to pronounce his name. Ebikite. So, yeah, Ebikite. Right after we drafted him, I went and watched his entire highlight video because before that, the only thing I had seen is he had like two or three sacks in the game against Auburn, which I watched more than I would have watched his other games. He is a very good, at least in college, he was very good at getting through the line and either creating pressure or getting sacks. So I'm happy with him. And he went up against a lot of, you know, really good offensive linemen in the Big Ten. Like he wasn't going against slouches. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he went up against Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin. There were some really good teams in there that he went up against. Ohio State. Oh, I forgot about them. <laughs> That's okay. Never heard of them. Okay, fine, I have. I've heard of them. Of course, uh, Arthur Smith says we're. he's still trying to compete this year, so I I'm mean, just curious what if owner is going situation. to like go into the year and say this is a rebuilding year yeah. <laughs> like no owner well, I mean, in their right okay. mind is going to go and say that even if that's well, the plan what hey, about a didn't, head coach? didn't i uh what's uh what's what's didn't kyle shanahan say the same thing and he even switched off between jimmy g and trey lance there early in the season and then they they tur- i think trey lance hurt his hand and then they they turned out to be a formidable foe they took down the cowboys in the first round made it yes. all the way we don't have a demigod yeah, yeah, I know. They had Debo Samuel. You know, they got down to their third string. Debo they have Samuel. Debo Samuel. Look at their defense compared to our defense. Oh, like, yeah. They had I mean, everything. Bullies. Has yeah. anybody heard any word on Debo, Debo Samuel? You heard the word about the uh, I know that he really wants out, and San Francisco really doesn't want to let him out. I know the Lions offered a first-rounder and a third-rounder for him during the draft, and they did not accept it. So they're probably looking for at least two first-rounders for him. <laughs> That's what and I was wondering because I know they didn't want to get rid of him. I didn't know if anything else came well, out. Well, it's very difficult because his entire value is the utility player, and he's come out and said he wants to be a true wide receiver yeah. and not used how he was, and that takes away a lot of his value. And the 49ers are looking to trade with the value of him doing everything. And if he doesn't want to do that, what team's going to trade for him with the value all the way up here when he doesn't want that role? Yep, and it was funny because CP was, uh, I think he was tweeting at Debo saying, come join us into the Falcons. We have no money. I was like, I wish. But yeah, speaking of the uh, trading stuff for the draft, what about the A.J. Brown trade? I think 
the Eagles actually have a lot of weapons on offense. What about it? Where is he now? Is he with the Eagles? The Eagles. They oh. traded what the their uh, first round pick for AJ Brown or second round? First round. Let me look up the exact trade. It was first round and change. Yeah, take your time. I'm, I'm thinking it was like number nineteen, but I'm looking. It's all right. I'm seeing some too, and I take your time. Uh, traded the 18th pick and the 101st pick. Okay. For him, and honestly, there are a lot of wide receivers in the draft this year. If they needed a veteran, though, like they have a ton of wide receivers. Rager's doing good. Like they, Eagles have a ton of wide receivers. Having one veteran above all of them to teach them, that's a good move for them. Yeah, but you think Jalen Hurts is gonna be able to step up with him coming to the team? Jalen Hurts, yes. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I th- look at the weapons that he has around him now. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Rieger, and those are just like the wide receivers. They still have – I'm blanking on his name. He lets me down every year in fantasy. But he's like good in the NFL. He just doesn't produce in fantasy. The running back. Miles Sanders. They have Miles Sanders with Boston Scott. I think it's still Boston Scott as a backup, which yep. they're both good. Like they have so many – weapons and now like but the thing was they were all really young and now they have that one veteran wide receiver that can be above all them to teach them i think this is a good move for them and like he's a little bit more of a veteran but he's still pretty young and he's still very productive he still has plenty of years in him yeah but he he is productive on a team with a subpar quarterback that and a team that runs 80 percent of the time they have the ball yep like understandably like you have derrick henry but yeah, if you're so, paying Derrick Henry all that money and you're not running it straight down yeah, people's throat, so. you're stupid. But and now yeah. that's why you're seeing him with injuries. Tree yeah, trunks well. for legs. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to run with those tree trunks all the time. But if Jalen Hurts does not have his best year so far, they need to start looking at quarterbacks. Like he has no reason with the skill position players that he has now to not perform at a top ten quarterback level. Yeah, him and Tua. Yeah, Tua too. Although, I think Tua showed a lot more last year than Jalen Hurts showed. Yes, they started 0-7. Tua was injured a lot of that, but they finished 7-1. and They won seven in a row and lost their last game, I think. But, like, yeah. Tua was lights yeah, out in those playoffs. last ones. So, Dude, the Dolphins are going to be – they're not going to – they're going to be good. The Jets are going to be sick. The Dolphins are going to be The Jets good. are so sick. The Jets are so the Jets sick. are finishing last in their division. Um, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now, Mark Harper. The Jets are fucking back. Okay, so what place are they going to come in their uh, division? Second. Second. Okay, so who are they in front of? <laughs> because it's the Bills, the Patriots, and the Dolphins with them. Who are the they in Bills. front of? They're in front of the Bills. They're in front of the Dolphins. And then no, the Patriots the, will be left. No, no, they're in front of the Bills. No, they're behind the Bills. Right, left. Y'all, okay, he's they're gonna he's not, Bills. Bills he's will be down. Bills will be first, then Jets, and then the Dolphins, and then the Patriots. No, Dolphins, uh, Patriots then Jets, last, then the Bills, then the Patriots. No, it, it's definitely Patriots Bills, now. Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Okay, we'll okay. See. Well, I don't know if you know anything, Rhett, but when it comes to the finish line. Jets are really fast. 
So they're going to get there pretty quickly, and therefore they'll be in second place. Yeah, have you ever even been on an airplane? When is the last time that you saw this? What year was the last time that the Jets did anything? What was Uh, the last time I I saw the Braves win a World Series, Rat? Never, okay? I was on a plane three months ago. unexpected. I was on a plane yesterday. I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Have you even even seen how sick the Jets are? Artie, I expected this from Will. You I'm disappointed in. (laughs) Dude, I told you we need more hot cakes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And the okay. Jets are the Jets are sick. But you don't need hot takes that are just saying stupid things. Like when it comes to college football predicting update or upsets that can actually happen is one thing. The Jets in no world finish second in their division. No, they might. They might. They have a a decent quarterback that's now in his second year. Mm-hmm. They have wasn't two. he like tied for the league in interceptions most of last year? Yes, yes. That he didn't have anybody to, he didn't have anybody to pass to, but he's got more experience. They have two good running backs. He now has wide receivers, and if all else fails, they have Joe Flacco. Yeah, and Mike White, and Mike White, who is so sick. He's so good. But right. they also they upgraded at what? Like being seriously, they had Braxton Berrios, who's already good. They had the best cor- – they drafted the best corner in the draft. They drafted a fantastic edge rusher. They drafted um, the best wi- – probably the best wide receiver in the draft. So I think they'll be fine. But also the only thing the Jets have shown in the last 20 years is they can draft talent that's actually good and waste it. So what makes you think that with these people, they're going to use them like they need to be? These people are going to be on the Jets for four years – have above average years. Some of them might get all-stars and then they won't re-sign with the Jets. Like they're not going to be a good team. They're going to waste the talent like they do every single time. Just have faith. Rip. This is the equivalent of you telling me just have faith or faith that Vandy's going to finish second in the SEC. Well, no, that's different. No, it's not. They haven't proven that they have been able to get talent. The Jets have talent. Okay, but every time that the Jets have talent, when's the last time the Jets had a good player on their team for like more than three years? But you could have said the same thing for the Browns, and then they won their division and went to the playoffs. And then they beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Like, yeah. Okay, but they didn't do that their first year when they were like semi-relevant. The past few years, they've been okay. It was Baker's second year starting. They drafted Miles Garrett, number one overall, and then the next year they drafted Baker – and then they, th- then two years later, they won the division. The Browns mm-hmm. are better than the Jets. That is just not true. Well, the Browns are going to be better than yeah. The Browns will be better than Jets. They have Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper. Oh yeah, that is true. And, I, gar- okay. and God's at running back. Has Deshaun Watson been cleared? Not yet. So, legitimately, what happens if he just doesn't get cleared? Then Baker Mayfield has a lot of good people on his team. Yes, but they're still yeah, playing but, Deshaun Watson for five years fully guaranteed. But, but, but also, Artie, that's a fallacy because at that point, it's not his team anymore. It's oh, going to be know. the Falcons and the whole, it's going to be the Falcons and the Matt Ryan situation. Yeah, but at the same <laughs> thing, the same thing with the, uh, the tough part with how immature Baker is, is that he could put, very easily be like, there, he has two ways to take this. He could either say, oh, I'm the starter, and I'm going to prove that I deserve this starting spot. Or he's going to say, ah, I think I'm just going to start throwing to the other team. Okay, now, yeah. now I have a question for y'all. Okay. 
The Jets' projected win total for next year is 5.5. The Falcons' projected win total for next year is also 5.5. Who ends up doing better? Jets. The Falcons. Falcons. What? The Jets. What? The Jets are sick. Um, nah, the you... Falcons are sick because Mariota is going to come out and be the old Oregon Mariota he is. Okay. Okay, that's just not true. I mean, I was just I could, trying to divide Will and Artie on this one and have them argue. I no. could put I could put my cousin in the Pac-12 and he could still run for a thousand yards. And <laughs> would he still be able to beat Ohio State like they did last year? Mariota wasn't on the team. No, no, but you're saying in the Pac-12 in general. So now I'm asking. Yeah. Would your cousin be able to beat Ohio State? Yeah, probably. He lives in Ohio. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, he drinks the same water. <laughs> it runs through his, it courses through his veins, that Ohio power. I really just had to hold back a really bad joke. It's a, yeah, don't say it. Don't say it. Listen, I, I'm rooting for like, I'm, I'm rooting for every team that was bad last year. So the Patriots, the Jets, the Lions. Wait, the, well, wait, you can't root for the Patriots because they made it to the playoffs. And then they oh, that's got, right. they that's got right. absolutely demolished by yeah. the Bills. Yeah, they got mollywopped. Okay, yeah, so I'm not rooting for the Patriots, but I'm definitely rooting for the Lions and the Jets. So I'm just going to get that out up front. So you're rooting for the Jaguars. I already know you're rooting for the Lions, so I'm not going to ask about that. You're rooting for the Jaguars. Oh, and shoot, I forgot about the Jaguars. The Texans <laughs> and the Panthers. Okay, maybe I should rephrase this and just specify. I'm rooting for the Lions and the Jets. I'm not rooting for the Lions. <laughs> Dude, it's just it, like, listen, what are people going to do? Make fun of you? Oh, well, oh, too bad. I'm already a Falcons fan. Okay, my life already kind of stinks. Yeah, but I have the Bengals. I know, and I have, the, have the Browns. I don't have the Browns. Screw the Browns. Can't wait for I mean, the Browns to do better than the Bengals next year. If they do, I'll cry. If Deshaun Watson gets cleared, they 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 might. Oh yeah, they might for sure. Yeah. Um. Any other heavy hitters we want to talk about, Zach? Do you? I'll ask you a question, Zach. You've been kind of quiet. Um. Do you think the the new Bills team with the signed Von Miller can go toe to toe with the Chiefs, a Tyreek Hill list? Chiefs? Yes, the Bills are way better. Sorry, Zach, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but they the take Bills it away. are way better than the Chiefs. <laughs> they should be because they because the Chiefs yes. lost Byron Pringle and they lost Tyreek Hill and Tyron Matthew and Tyron Matthews now with the Saints. So they should be, but I mean, like seriously, we've seen this before. Thirteen seconds was too much time for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I but will now never we, doubt a Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid led team. Me neither. They me neither. Added, that's where I'm at. That's, they've that's added exactly a couple. What I can't wait to watch the Chiefs get fourth in that division. Do you remember when they started off slow last year and everyone was saying that they were yes. going to finish last? Yeah, I think it was yeah. me. I think I said it. That's when we were talking about the Cardinals when Kyler Murray was actually doing things, and and then the, and then the Chiefs weren't. We we're looking at the teams out west in the different and then divisions. Artie said, the Rams were the best team in football, and then they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then they broke your heart. They're still not the best team. Say that to their rings. Listen, if Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback for the Browns, it's not gonna it's not gonna go well. He had Odell Beckham Jr., who just went and won. Okay, great. Different quarterbacks. Totally get it. We're not gonna get into this. I get it. Matt Stafford is is amazing. But even with Amari Cooper out there. 
it's not that much of a replacement. I mean, I think Amari Cooper's great. I think he's really good. I think OBJ is great. I, I'm not going to say that they're like one-to-one in comparisons when you look at replacements, but if you're throwing to a great wide receiver, you're throwing to a great wide receiver at the end of the day, and I don't think that Baker Mayfield could get done with the Browns. You know what, Brett? I'm, I'm not done with you. I've come, no, the, the Jets are going to finish second, okay? I won't have it. I won't have this slander about the Jets before the season even starts. I will bet my leg hair. You've already done that once. You don't have much leg hair left. No, it's all regrown. Oh. <laughs> Do I see another bet? On Although the this one would actually like have someone super pissed at me because I would have to shave it, like, or I'd have to wax it right before the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we we can give you some time to wax it after the honeymoon. At least I will. I'm not a part of the bed, so it's yeah. All we can well. just we can just shave only wax one leg before the honeymoon. We'll just do zebra stripes. <laughs> yeah, we'll clear it with Malford. Uh, yes, but whatever I'm betting, Will has to do if the Jets do not finish second. Uh, you know what? Hey, listen, listen. That's I'm hearing you're not confident. Are you backing out of this? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, listen. I'm not. I'm not involving my body in any sort of bets. Okay, I'm past. My, I'm way past my prime when it comes to those kinds. High of school, things. you would be disappointed. High school yeah. me. High school me would be all about it. All right. Does anybody have anything else to talk about? Or is that no. going to wrap up episode 37? Wrap it up. Acuna's back. Dude, I'm so happy he's back. Just like the Jets. He has brought so much energy to the team. <laughs> but, all right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Go Braves. All right. Go Braves. Go Braves.